Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. You know, it's a shame. Oh? Mainly because I I did really like this show, but it's a shame that Kevin Sorbo is an absolute shitbag. Oh, I thought you were going to say you really liked this show as in this podcast, but, you, <laughs> this podca- but no, it's no, a shame. I no, really no. liked this show, but no, like, not anymore. It's, it's over. Bad. We're done. <laughs> this is our last you episode. Know, four and a half years. That that was enough. We, we did it. And yeah. all it took was Kevin Sorbo. But yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, if you anything, know, he could have just, Sorbo, that's he what could have just been Hercules forever. He probably like to sit back and roll in that sweet, sweet Hercules just, money. Could just have kept his mouth shut, and yeah. like nobody would have been the wiser, and we'd be like, "Yeah, he's that goofy ass Hercules." Yeah, he's mm-hmm. national treasure yeah, you Kevin know, Sorbo, but that time is passed. Uh huh. Right. Andromeda. Like, like yeah. J.K. Rowling, she she mm-hmm. fell into that same thing. Like mm-hmm. all she had to do was shut her mouth, mm-hmm. and like Harry Potter would be the largest franchise in the world right now. Enjoy your money now, quietly. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now people don't even want to touch it. Totally, you know? I know. Like I even even you know, <laughs> right. Da- uh, Daniel Radcliffe right now, you know, has come out to basically be like, yeah, she's a shitbag. Uh, uh, but you know, yay trans rights, but she's a total <laughs> shitbag. And sorry, I know I'm Harry Potter, and I should be protective of this. But he's like, nah, fuck that. You know. Right. Good for him. And that's great. Good for him. That's a good moral standing. Yeah. And Emma Watson was uh, pretty much the same, right? Like, she she came out vocally against uh, JK as well, I think. Yeah, she did. I, I think the big three, or the big four, I guess, if you include Draco Malfoy, I think they pretty much all four of them have. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I remember, I, I think it was Rupert Grint mm. in, in his, like, Apple TV show that he was on there. Uh, he, in one of his things, somebody asked him, and he was like, it's just a shame that she feels that way. Like I'm appreciative or grateful for everything, blah. But very diplomatic. Like it kind of sucks but... that she doesn't like humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of sucks that you can't just recognize basic human rights. You know, that's yeah. such a uh, such a low bar, right? <laughs> you know, it seems so. It's so much harder to do what they're doing. It's like way uh, more effort yeah. to be that. Way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, was it like? When when Kevin Sorbo started mouthing off, didn't Lucy Lawless like yes. come and dunk she on him? Sure yeah. She sure did. She's great. She called him Peanut. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Oh no, Peanut." Zena yeah, <laughs> came in and saved the day. I'm pretty sure she she more than once reminded him that her show was significantly better too. Well, I, it, I mean, it, it was, was. It was very significantly it was, better. Like it, I mean, there's no contest. Night and day. <laughs> yeah. 
she's great and she's done a lot of great things like mm-hmm. she was in parks and rec for a yep. while you know she yep. ended up being ron swanson's wife battlestar uh, galactica, battlestar galactica. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah which by the way if you guys have not listened to this is the uh podcast listeners if you haven't listened to set condition one and you're wanting to do a rewatch of the uh 2003 six 2003 2004 depending on when you consider the, the starting point the miniseries released in 2003 but the series launched in 2004 in 2004 the battlestar galactica relaunch check out set condition one uh, available wherever you get podcasts and you know maybe there's going to be a relaunch I, of Battlestar Galactica I mean, been about and therefore uh, I, I definitely want there to be a relaunch of the show because there are I should say of second edition one because there's a whole bunch more Battlestar to explore than just the mini or the, uh, the 2004 reboot uh, whether I want to watch the original or not, it's there. <laughs> it's there, yeah. And then Caprica, and, and then Caprica, all the web series. No, I never watched Caprica. Was that how was that? Was that good? Not good. No, no it, I didn't that's finish it, but it was okay. It oh, had okay. a lot of potential, and it told a very interesting story. It just kind of lost itself. It didn't do a very good job, but I loved seeing. Uh, young Bill Adama. I loved seeing the Greystones. I can't. The, yeah. I can't remember what the family name, but the family that created the Cylons and like mm-hmm. that storyline and kind of just getting more of like the lore of the universe was really cool. Um, they did tell a lot more like the backstory of the Cylon religion, but I think that's also kind of where the show lost its way. And I need to go back and rewatch it to confirm that's if I'm remembering correctly. But I feel like I remember that being. We're like, all right, more robots and destruction, please. <laughs> Less apotheosis. Yeah. Do they explain <laughs> why they cut the corners off the pieces of paper, though? No! That's what I want to know. No, no they don't! <laughs> well, we talk about because that. That was the simplest way to create a whole new world. Yes. Like, yeah. This is an earth. That's I mean, world building one hundred and one, right there. Yeah. It's the little it, details. It really, and they were consistent with it too. All I the think, time. like to the point where, like, there was one time where I saw something that was squared off, and I was like, "These motherfuckers." Yeah. How, like, <laughs> they didn't they do it to the they, boxing how ring did too? They miss this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I feel like, like the boxing ring the had the boxing. corners gone too, didn't it? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Like their their film, like their their photos, their books, yeah, their, like their law book had the corner their, cut off. Like, whatever they everything. missed that corner, that internist was not allowed back. <laughs> it's just yeah. fucking what? And like the dedication yeah. to like continuity through that like you know four year arc yeah. is really really good too. Mm-hmm. Especially for something that they don't ever talk about. No, like they don't ever point it out they don't ever say anything about it you just see it like all of a sudden you're just like oh that those paper has corners cut off and then it's just everything even like little things like they they had a nod to that aesthetic in the way the tank tops were designed where like the straps were at an angle and like again like that's never mentioned and there's no direct correlation but if you're paying attention like this okay this feels like the universe where maybe the tank top straps would be a little bit angular so would that all <laughs> fall, fall under the auspices of the production designer like yes yeah yep. so that would be you know the production designer and then th- that would then fall down through the art department and props mm-hmm. yeah wow. mm-hmm. so yeah so props specifically because anything anything a character touches is considered a prop anything they don't touch but is seen on camera is set decoration okay uh so that's so that's two completely different departments but both of them had to coordinate with the production designer Mm -hmm. to make sure that it was congruent with the the image so yeah that's it's a pretty interesting just a weird 
Just somebody sitting there cutting corners <laughs> on paper and being like, oh, motherfucker. God, I, I really hope they develop some sort of a machine for that by the end oh, there. Yeah, yeah. I know, right. Just, well, I just some intern with a paper cutter just... just <laughs> shroom, and I like get to think the film, like, they said. I like to think like in continuity as they're repopulating, right? Because they populate Earth at the... Mm-hmm. Spoilers, but they populate Earth in, at in the, the end, end of the spoilers. show, right? <laughs> and it, you know, yeah. it, like I can see Galen going, no, no, you're making paper wrong. <laughs> oh no you gotta cut the corners off <laughs> you're gonna injure yourself man what do you... no it's a new home new way let's yeah yeah <laughs> i just I like cutting the corners off of paper like they're bean sprouts like i just think that's really just like no well gotta get rid of these yeah. can't can't have this. it's just like what is the i want to know like i want to know what is the thought process that led to that where they're like well you can't you gotta know. you know it's, it's probably gonna be something dumb like oh, well sure. the first machine was shaped in a way and we stamped it instead of rolled it and I don't know it's going to be some dumb answer because that's always how it is (laughs) but it's just more fun to think like they were almost offended by the corners maybe it was like these are dangerous we gotta get rid of (laughs) do kindergartners in the Battlestar Galactica universe insist on not only the crusts being removed but the corners from their peanut butter and jelly sandwich my question question was always in, in the BSG universe when you're reading a book and don't have a bookmark how do you keep track of where you are Oh, right, you can't dog, dog ear anything. Oh, yeah, uh, not it's a dog ear page to be found. I mean, that's a world I want to live in, though. <laughs> <laughs> a world where you don't ever have to dog ear a page because yeah. you can just read indefinitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so, speaking of stories, uh, I, this segue doesn't work at all. No, but uh, it's not we your best. have uh, we have some special guests. Uh, if for all of you guys listening, you're like eight minutes in, and you're like, "Who the hell is talking?" <laughs> did did uh, I start the Battlestar Galactica podcast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think, I think you restarted it accidentally. So surprise, this is actually a uh, set condition to the Battlestar Galactica Battlestar Galactica podcast. Dedicated podcast. Yeah. Solely, to, <laughs> solely to paper discussion. The, Nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Second edition two is the after show to second edition one. <laughs> 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 there it is. Uh, so we have, uh, you know, we've been talking about it for the past couple episodes. You've heard the commercials, but we have a brand new show on the network. Um, we Woo! have uh, uh, brought on Josh and Talon, the hosts of The Fourth Pillar of Play. Hello, gentlemen. Hey. Why? Hello. Thank you so much for having yeah, us. Thanks for having yeah. us over. Hello, everyone. Hello. Yeah, so hi. Please introduce yourselves and please tell us how you got here. Tell us about the show. <laughs> do, you, do you want? Well, I'm Josh. Um,. Talon. Hi, Josh. Hi. I don't know. Well, <laughs> Talon, I wasn't ready to introduce myself. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well, why, hello. Hi, I'm Talon Larm. I am a, uh, I'm an English teacher here in uh, the Syracuse area and have been an avid uh, Dungeons and Dragons and uh, tabletop role-playing games fan for a long time, ever since awesome. I was a, a little kid, uh, listening to the CD that came along with the box set for beginners in the nice. mid '90s. Didn't have anyone to play with, but I sat in my basement bedroom and listened to that CD every day. And uh, amazing. And, and uh, run a couple of games at home, and yeah. it's you know my primary source of enjoyment. And I was sitting around one day, and I thought, you know what? <laughs> it could be fun to talk more about this with people. And coincidentally, <laughs> I was right next door to my. Best bud Josh. Yep, Aww. and I uh, so I'm Josh Montgomery. Also work at the same school as Talon. Um, I do network. I'm a network admin there, though. I don't do the. Uh, I don't do English. So good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, t- um, Talon actually struck up our friendship 
I had a copy of Monster Manual 2 from... Uh, I always get... I do get first edition and D&D Advanced. Anyway, so I had a copy of it, and I literally had figured he might like that. So our friendship was started because of D&D, because I found an old copy, and I was like, hey, look what I got to a, almost a total awesome. stranger. Um, <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> and I reacted with appropriate amounts of glee and joy. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was great. And it was the lesser of the monster manuals, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Which now mounted on your wall, correct? It is. I, I, I like. I have it sitting on the wall, like decoration. I, I, I want to get more of them, uh-huh. but people ask outrageous amounts of money for them. They and are the a little bit of a hard is, find. Yeah. Is absolutely worth displaying. Dungeons mm-hmm. Dragon related oh. artwork is yeah, yeah it looks is real cool. so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do love though. That's like a little uh, totem to your friendship, though. Yeah, it really. Uh, is. Up on the wall as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. And then um, one day, Talon suggested the idea of a podcast. And um, I said, yeah. And then what, six months later, <laughs> came back to the idea of doing a podcast um, with the occasional probably prodding for both our wives. Well, and we made the choice to mention it in passing to uh, Todd, mm-hmm. the host of Superpod HeroCast with Casey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Todd and Casey both played in one of my Dungeons and Dragons games at the time. Yep. Love it. And awesome. I mentioned it to him and he was like, you know what? Yeah. And the rest is history. And Man, then we were I like, oh shit, we really you. need to do this. And, and it really, it, it, without the commitment, we wonder if we had, if we would have made it as far as we have thus far. The commitment to Night Shift and you guys, because it's, it, it, yeah. Helps yeah. Us. it really helps. So it's a good motivator. Yeah, absolutely. So okay, yeah, we good. started sitting things down. We thought, you know what? We, what would, we would really like to have a, a forum where we can talk about not just playing Dungeons and Dragons. There's so many shows and podcasts about that, but we wanted mm-hmm. something that was about creating uh, for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, um, so many podcasts by experts and like, you know, and they're wonderful. They're wonderful podcasts no and they're doubt. so informative, but they're all experts. These are people who wrote for fourth edition, publishers for fifth edition, game mm-hmm. designers for the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. And we're not that, but no. there's got to be a path between where we are and maybe closer to where they are, not necessarily saying all the way, but sure. heading in that direction, why not explore that path together and record it for everyone to see? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. and the DM gig- <laughs> Or listen the, to. Yeah, and the DM gig can be a lonely one. You know, when yeah. you're- Yeah, you sure. Know, and, and it seemed like a natural thing to create kind of an outlet for the person who's sitting in the corner and they're stuck in creative. And, and even just, um, you know, because I have a friend down in Florida who listened to it and he does, uh, he listened to our trailer episode. And he does app startups and, and he, you know, he gets, um, uh, you know, uh, pitches from, from various people, uh, creative in various okay. ways. And he listened to it and he goes, no, he goes, I don't know if you guys have thought about this. He goes, but this is just good for creatives, period. There's not all that many podcasts yeah. where people are just kind of working it out as they go. Um, yeah. You know, because that is one thing, you know, as you guys will, you know, in, our, in the forthcoming episodes, we're working it out as we go. We have a kind of an idea. Um, but we really want it. Uh, we really want to come across uh, to the listener, like, oh, I, I think these guys are coming up with this on the fly because because we are. We have a general idea of what we're doing, um, and, and I like that it has a, a, an ebb and flow of actual creativity because it's really mm-hmm. what yeah. is happening. Yeah. And we allow ourselves that freedom to move back and forth between yes. creating something concrete. Mm-hmm. Oh, now we're going to take a step back and we're going to do a little bit more like discussion-based things yep. uh, for a couple of episodes. We've, um, we, we're pulling in information and articles and things like that from professional game designers and professional writers. Yeah. Um, and then like turning around and discussing them and then trying to reflect that new learning onto what we're doing. 
Um, yeah. So it's it's been it's been really fun so far. Uh, we're really been, excited for people to be able to listen to yeah, it. Yeah, a blast. It's it's been it's been very very fun, and we're really very proud of what we're coming up with so far. We're surprising yeah. even ourselves. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, we're also very proud of what you're coming up with so far. True. We were very impressed with your episode zero zero zero, which is why you are here today. <laughs> uh, which episode one for those of you listening when this episode dropped comes out tomorrow. So episode one for your show is is launched as of tomorrow. Hell yes! And for those of you guys that came back and listened to this episode after a while, hey, episode one's already out. Uh, you can go ahead and listen to that. The fourth pillar of play available wherever you get podcasts. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty exciting. We're very excited for you uh, to to join the network, and we're very excited to see what you create, literally yes. both in podcast yeah. and in uh, Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, it's, uh, tabletop gaming game. Yeah, it's almost worth noting. It could also be seen as a um, podcasting learning learning podcasting at the same time. <laughs> you are not right. wrong, my friend, because it's it's, it's a two for how we do it. So that's a neat yeah. concept, though. Like someone <clears throat> someone can come to your show because they're interested in tabletop gaming creation, or they can come to it just for like the idea of learning to do a creative thing and like mm-hmm. learning, kind of getting a, a sense of what your journey was like and how they can apply that to their own. So mm-hmm. that's really awesome. Yeah, it was a really uh, cool point. And uh, so, of course, because we do movies here, and specifically we, we do movies that tend towards the, the obscure and or bad, uh, we asked y'all to, to pick a film for, for your episode. And uh, let me tell you, you two understood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so there's a little bit of a theme, uh, kind, of, kind of a two-layered theme to this, uh, to this movie. So why don't you let us know? I mean, people know because they read the title of the, of the show. Uh, but let us know the movie you picked and why you picked it and how it relates to uh, another show on our network. Oh, Yet yeah, two, two other shows. Okay, so I... I think I could probably take the responsibility for this, right? Talent is that fair? This was, I, 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 I am I'm just as much of an innocent bystander in this as you all. Okay, so, so um, Todd and Casey wanted us to come on their podcast as well, um, but we didn't. You know, superhero didn't really apply. I kind of thought about it, and I, I had thrown out the suggestion, I'm like, why don't we do Conan the Barbarian? It's, I mean, it's a, it's been published as a comics. Marvel currently yeah. owns it. Um, Conan is a superhero. I mean, Conan I mean, is a super. I mean, I mean, it, Conan is a superhero. Too. When you get into if those, Hawkeye is a superhero. Conan's yeah. a superhero. Yeah, I'll totally. allow it. Yeah, I mean, if you get into the pulps <laughs> from whence he, you know, came, yeah, you know, he's totally a superhero. Um, so you know, Todd and Casey went for that, and then I think I did. I message you, Michael, and I said, you know, we're doing Conan yeah. over there, so we should. And then I was thinking about your overall themes. I'm like, we should totally do Cole the Conqueror. Um, because it has a guy who explodes. He like throws out. <laughs> he like falls out yeah. a window and he explodes. And also, it's it's connected to. It's also connects. Tia Carrera know. touches him on the forehead first. So yeah, that explains yeah, everything. I, I guess she lights the fuse magically. I, Easily I don't know. my favorite scene, by the way. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. looked high and low, and I may just have to create that uh, animated, you know, GIF GIF. I'll leave it up to you um, because it's wonderful. Right. It, it's the part that stood out the most. When I, that's why I brought up. I was like, but there's a guy who blows up when he falls out a window, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he, he blows up like a pinto thrown off the side of a hill. It's, it's the is, fire of Akishava or some some shit yeah, like that. Know. Yeah, Akibasha or something. Ak- Akibasha. Akibasha. Yeah. Akibasha. Yeah. Tia Carrera. Akibasha. So, Tia Carrera. Akibasha. And and just uh, I mean, raise your hand if you saw this in theaters because I did. I was. <laughs> 
I did see this movie when it came out, but I don't remember if I saw it in theaters, but I definitely saw it when it was considered new. I do remember watching this. Totally saw it in theaters. This was at the height of Hercules, wasn't it? It was right smack in the middle of that run because this was 97 97. and that was like 95 to 99. There was Hercules. Put a longer wig on him, it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this was literally yeah. like he is like riding his high as like the popular like barbarian warrior guy, mm-hmm. uh, like the go-to, uh, which is kind of funny when you get like, yes, he's jacked, but like you compare him to someone like Arnold, and it's like, so we're getting so we can get right to the first <laughs> horror. So I said to Talon, I go because I'm telling him, looking at, it, I'm like, listen, I. I am a very tall, thin dude, but is there some, I feel like Kevin Sorbo, I feel like Cole falls into some form of dad bod. <laughs> Not exactly. You know You know what I mean? Not totally. He's in, but he's just, in great shape. Oh, I would but take I think, his body I think in a he's suffering from that. that he's suffering from following Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really what it is. Well, you know, and, if you which roll is, back to the same era, remember Hugh Jackman, we all thought he was so jacked in X-Men 1. Mm-hmm. Right. Came yeah. out. But if you go back and look, you're like, who's that guy? He's pretty thick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know, he, he does have, uh, I mean, you can tell that they're hiding that, you know, same thing with Hercules though. Right. right like totally. every time Hercules was without a shirt, you were kind of like, mm, yeah. I mean, yeah. look, man, like you're not, you know, I mean, now we have like a, you know, a, uh, a Chris Hemsworth and a, a Chris Evans, right, these- you know, that we're comparing these gigantic dudes to now, mm-hmm. which could, you know, what you- these Argue can that that whole idea of like the super jacked superhero actor at this point? I mean, I'm loving that they're now sort of moving into discussing the negative impacts mm-hmm. of the yeah. overly jacked male actor, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. as far as like body image and things like that, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. And Hugh Jackman has talked a lot about mm-hmm. that about how like the way he had to do his diet, how he would be drinking lots of water and then would just not drink water for like a day and a half so that it would cut all the water weight and he would look. Like his muscles would be more protruding because yeah. that was like part of the vascular, thing. Yeah. Yep, and he was like, "But it was dangerous." But like, you know, you had to do it. Yeah, I, I you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm glad that of all people, like Paul Rudd, you know, uh, you know, and we have Mark Ruffalo, who, or you know, and even Jeremy Renner to yeah. a degree, you know, where they're just more normal looking dudes. They're not the Chris Evans. They're not the Chris Hemsworth. You know, even the Tom Hiddlestons. You know, mm-hmm. like they aren't just like these super jacked guys like you know that's not realistic that really isn't a realistic body but hercules on the other hand it kind of called for that sort of body and it's so interesting that we didn't get that sort of body in a hercules and same thing with call the conqueror but to all fairness there is never a moment in the movie where he is like conan is made to be like a superhumanly strong character in the movie like you know there's Mm -hmm. he always has the scene where he you know like spreads his arms out and puts you know hands over like he did something to show that he was jacked yeah but like call the conqueror never does anything to make you feel like he is superhuman in any way if anything he gets his ass beat a lot for a conqueror he's a terrible (laughs) fighter he has a terrible that well just like starting off, okay. Yeah, the, let's not get the too whole, far ahead of ourselves. I know, right? I mean, this movie starts in a ridiculous premise. Yes. I had to, it's it's only by looking and doing research into the movie that I can even figure out what the fuck is going on in the opening. We should have Kevin Sorbro <laughs> right. swinging around a foam axe at people. Some of the, you know how, you know how people complained when it went from um, uh, born identity to the, to the green grass born fight scenes yeah. where all of a sudden you were the close quick cut mm-hmm. eventually yep. leading to mm-hmm. that? 
I really feel, and I've always been like, you know, oh, I like those fight scenes. I like it. The, I like it filmed back. I like to see the action. Mm -hmm. I retract that statement when it comes to <laughs> Call the Conqueror. Yeah. It is some of the worst yeah. fight choreography I have ever seen. Oh my god! And it, it, everybody was just effects. stumbling around mm -hmm. each well, other. It was great. According yeah. to the was, IMDb yeah. trivia, it's you know he switched to a foam weapon because he accidentally nicked himself on the metal <laughs> dull prop, and he he was like, I he he requested a foam weapon. Yeah. yeah, which uh, for those of you who who uh, follow Game of Thrones, this is like he sits on the Iron Throne day one and gets cut, and it's like that should have been a sign. Mm -hmm, like if mm -hmm. I was if I was producing that movie, I would have been like, "You're out, nah, like, buddy. You gotta go. <laughs> you ain't nope, it. Yeah. You're gone." <laughs> you, and considering he was yeah, you ain't he was hired to come in because this was supposed to be a Conan movie. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, an R-rated Conan. This was movie. supposed to be an yeah. R-rated Conan movie because they looked at Conan the Destroyer. Check out our episode on that on Superpod Eurocast. Hey, and forthcoming. It was they were like, oh yeah, that didn't do so great. Let's let's move back to form. But by then Arnold was like, you know, <laughs> peace out. Peace out. Yeah. And so they hired Mr. Sorbo. So, right, which, of which all at people, the time probably of seemed all like people. a choice. Given at the time, I would it say made, it, it made sense. I think Hercules to Conan is is probably a, a logical jump on paper i think Absolutely. i think but i mean truthfully though in retrospect yes mm -hmm. but i think you're right like at, in the moment there probably was very few people that were able to fit that sort of persona and yeah kevin sorbo's name probably got tossed around but i feel like i even feel like even then was probably like c-list choice like mm -hmm. even even in the height of you know that of his hercules fame it still feels like Man, you probably could have gotten better. Like, where was like a Wesley Snipes? Where was you know? I mean, I guess something. You know, we were still very more racist back then, right? So definitely not Wesley Snipes. But you know, like, yeah. there were there were other people that could have filled that role easily. A Sylvester Stallone, a, fucking you know, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren yeah. is right there, still man. doing action films. Like he would absolutely yeah. have been like. I mean, maybe he was busy in 1997. I don't know, but like he was probably getting his uh, his doctorate degree in engineering, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. From whatever he was doing, from yeah. Stockholm I forgot University or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like, the, yeah. The point is, like, there were options. So, quick question, roundtable question: What is happening at the beginning of Call? Is it a tryout? Is it a rebellion? I I cannot tell what's occurring. They're standing so this, in the water. Yeah, shirts and skins. Uh, they're everybody's like standing around and there's a whole bunch of people just watching yeah. mm -hmm. like it, it almost is like a yeah it's like an exposition almost but like you know because this, this is the beginning of conan the barbarian right he you know the very beginning of conan the barbarian he gets surrounded by a bunch of thieves you know they uh they try to get at him and he fights them all off and then somebody's like hey you're a good fighter you know come with me or maybe it's conan the destroyer yeah that's conan the destroyer um, yeah it's the mm -hmm. destroyer yep. uh, you know spoilers <laughs> yeah <laughs> go watch that's good but like i feel like they were just modeling that thing of like ooh, let's show off how good he is you know how good cull is but he's fucking terrible. Yeah. He gets his ass kicked in the beginning of the movie and he just, you know, some guy's like, ah, you'll never beat me. And it's like, well, then why are we here? Well, no, he was defeated <laughs> like, by a I mullet, the greatest mullet ever. <laughs> yeah. The greatest yeah. mullet of all time. I mean, I think that was uh, like, like that guy's like golden fleece. The, the, it, oh, seriously. The, that mullet yeah. is amazing. And so yeah, it was only through research that I could find out that the whole premise of that opening is that Cull is trying to become a part of the elite dragon legion. 
Yeah, wow. yeah. He, he says something is, like, I, I've passed all your trials, and the general with the, the glorious mold is like, you still can't fight with a nobleman's blade and tosses him a fucking broadsword and like, like flaming with twine and fire on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, how, how is giving him a flaming sword and blindfolding him more effective than just letting him use his axe? Because, oh, that's a barbarian weapon. Well, yeah. I mean, he's the oh, barbarian. Yeah. Because yeah. like, he's from Atlantis. Let him use what he's most effective with. Yeah, Atlantis. He's from Atlantis. That makes yeah, sense. Which is a very interesting <laughs> thing because it it's it's obvious. You know, as soon as this happens in the movie, you're like, got it. So they're going to have a battle in the end, and Co- and and Cole's going to win over him because now they've set up the fact that he's undefeatable, right? Uh-huh. Sure. So they've already set it up. And I was like, okay, so they're going to make a callback to flaming swords and for some reason Cull is not going to be able to see maybe he throws sand in his eye or something you know and Cull's going to have to you know defeat him the right way but that's not even how it happens no. and that's the worst part is they <laughs> set up this like great hero moment and they don't even do it and in the end he gets an axe anyways and it's dumb so this yeah, is how so a he, barbarian fights and yeah, chops off his yeah. girlfriend's hair. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. He, it gives her the same haircut that Ellen just got, and it actually like looks really good. Yeah, really, <laughs> yeah. should. Uh, uh, this is also that that scene, the closing scene, just makes me want to quote Thanos of like, "You should have gone for the head." Because <laughs> he's like chops, and then it's like his stomach for some reason. I don't know. It's like, you idiot. Yeah. Yeah, and the movie so, doesn't uh, get much more logical from there. No, no. no, no in no, fact, no. it gets quite worse. Yeah, uh, yeah. much worse. It somehow. <laughs> yeah, somehow. So yeah, so Cole, you know, finally, you know, the guy's like, ah, you're okay. Come with us, man. And so, in in like the most random of comedy of errors. Cull, like, comes in and he hears, you know, like, we come in and we see that the king, you know, has killed off his heirs. And everyone's like, hey, dude, what what you doing? And he's like, bah, I'm going crazy. I'm just <laughs> killing people. And, hope, hope, hope. and I love that, like, everybody is like, hey, man, maybe you should calm down. And Cull just busts in and he's like... Yo, what up, motherfuckers? What are we doing? No, no, blood will be spilled today unless it's yours. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, buddy, that's the king. (laughs) Do you not see the dead bodies? And like, we saw you fight, man. You're not good. Yeah, you you should sit this one out, my dude. At that point, Cole has proven that he could take a guy who just killed children. Right. <laughs> right. right. Too dark? I'm sorry, but I'm to, like, to be fair, that is uh that is quite accurate. That's literally what happens next. He's qualified. <laughs> That's a skill level, is that uh, But that does yeah. lead us into one of the one of the greatest line of succession scenes. Oh god. It was fabulous. <laughs> How do we we immediately I, have our infighting over who's gonna be king, right? Because no, because King attacks Cull. Mm-hmm. Well, or the, Cull the, attacks yeah, the king. king attacks the king. Right. Is, not surprisingly, additionally douchey, because yeah. remember, yeah. he turns his back. I'm going to spare you. And then he tries to do that. Yoink, oh, that's sucker. right. You know, and then he turns yeah. around on him. But Cole, the one time he's too smart for him, you know, mm-hmm. that's him. Mm-hmm. Gives him a little, gets him the pokey poke yep. in the belly. The king topples over. With a nobleman's like, blade. Yes. Right. Oh, I see what oh. they did there. But, it, but it's... Nice. <laughs> it's still funny though because the battle is is the king just wildly flaying a sword around and call not even like coolly or calmly dodging it. He's like, "Whoa, yeah, he's, what is go? 
what? And he's like falling over things, and mm-hmm. it, like he's not even cool about it. Like he looks frantic at Some this pillar king doing foo. it, and it's yeah. Yeah. seriously. And then by the time he does actually dodge and stab, it almost looks accidental. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're even like he's like the king turns and swings, and like Call just happened to turn around in that direction with his sword and stab the king, and he's, he looks around like, "What did I do?" <laughs> and then you know, now the the king's dead. Long live the king. Uh-huh. And uh, Call is now made king because rules? No, I, I don't know. It, it's even <laughs> better, them? though, because like you said, there's immediately the infighting. The general claims the, the throne. Uh, some other rando, like... Like his cousin Noble or something comes in. Be no, runs it. Like, cousin. no, it's mine! Yeah, the, the, the kind of... The foppish character they decided yeah, to the, include, yeah, because, yeah. again, it was 1997. Right. Yep. Sure. And so, of course, the king's like, fuck you all. Cole's going to be king. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, then die. And that somehow and works. Right? Yes. It works. And everyone's like, well, everyone's I like, guess so. I- <laughs> like, it's cool. That's cool. <laughs> See, imagine how many seasons of Game of Thrones we could have saved if they just did that mm-hmm. uh, the other way around. Baratheon's just like, I don't know, Ned's it's, king. It's yours shit. now. You know what's really <laughs> yeah. sad is somewhere in the writer's room, somebody wanted this to be like that Alexander the Great moment with the arrow, you know, let let loose the dogs of war. I'm not choosing an arrow. Like he wanted it to be this like momentous moment where, mm-hmm. you know, this big political intrigue moment, but instead it was in Cull. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was like, this is this is gonna be my big my big scene. Yeah. yeah. It it is very you know I mean this is this is typical like white man you know failing upwards mm-hmm. like this is you know <laughs> Cull just got his ass kicked in a stream uh, while a bunch of other you know soldiers looked on and laughed and then all of a sudden he like five minutes later he's king because he accidentally poked a guy you know? and like everyone's cool <laughs> like, with that like it's that easy to become king and no and one takes like, a shot right, at him immediately. Cool. And like the and then to make matters worse, we add in the fact that he's very Kevin Sorbo mm-hmm. and he just has this like douchey attitude, like right off the bat. They're like, You're king now, and he's like, All right, I'm hot shit, motherfucker, let's go. You know, and he's just an instant asshole. And he's like, you know, hey babe, you're coming home with me. You know, like mm-hmm. and it was just like, what? Like, dude, like this entire kingdom clearly hates you. Like everybody in this room fucking hates you. And you are acting like like king shit right now. And like it is they are all going to murder you. Mm-hmm, right. It is very apparent. But let me make and jokes course, about my harem. <laughs> right. Yep. And spoiler, they do. Uh but yeah. <laughs> the the one one and only thing that I will give this film proper credit I I for. Is mm-hmm. the like the times that he makes extremely clear, like I won't have a woman against her will. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he, yeah, like yep. as a you know as a barbarian king, like you expect he's going to like take his bride or yep. whatever. Like that's the way these fantasy adventure movies usually work, and he doesn't do that. And that's the one and only time I've seen that in a film like this. And bravo for that. Well, and find uh, whoever and was, made was, that writing decision. Yeah, and I was saying to Talon, find a new movie, even really, mm-hmm. that will mm-hmm. straight up talk yeah. about the power dynamic. She was mm-hmm. just like, I will literally never be yours as long as yep. there, as long as it's a slave to owner. You know, that was one. It could be a Thomas Jefferson movie. She's like, I, yeah. I will, I will satisfy you, but I won't, you know, I won't take pleasure in it or something like that. I'm like, yeah, my compliance. Yeah, yeah. don't mistake well, uh, my don't, compliance. Don't confuse. Yes, for, for enthusiasm. For enthusiasm. Yep. Yes, that like mm-hmm. great line by her. Yeah, like, honestly, well, like the best part of the entire movie was the the lessons on consent and power dynamics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And and also considering that we've already established that Call sexually harasses women while drunk in bars. Mm -hmm. Mm Because in the preceding scene, she's like, oh, it it wasn't my waist you grabbed or whatever, Uh you know. Yeah. And he does grab her. I mean, look, you know, yes, good on him for that, like, final decision line. But, like, let's not pretend. He's also grabs at her. He kisses her. He throws her on the bed. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. gets on top of her. Like, it is very close enough where I feel like somebody stood their ground and was like, no, he is not going to do anything with her. I'm standing my ground, you know, in that room. Like, Mm -hmm. no. They're like, all right, well, he's going to throw him around a little bit and, you know, be all... You know, kind of rapey to her first, yeah, a, and then he could have a feeling it was the PG-13 have that stood its ground. So, I, yeah. Sorbo yeah. was probably in the room complaining about the wokeness of it all or something. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know where I'm getting this from, but I feel like this is really part of me. <laughs> right. Well, so, supposedly he was also the one that really pushed for it to be the PG-13 story. Um, so his uh, Hercules audience could watch it. <laughs> exactly. Right? He didn't want to alienate oh, yeah. his fans. I mean, I, sure, that makes sense. That makes sense. But mm-hmm. like, in in retrospect, yeah. <laughs> they done they done goofed on that one. But you know, yeah. you know what you do though when your dying king names a barbarian successor against uh, all of the rules and traditions of the land, you go and you resurrect an ancient witch. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, what that's could like go wrong? textbook one hundred and one, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Like that's that's usurping one hundred and one right there for you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, which, you know, so of which is Tia Carrere. So this is, uh, you know, this is 1997. Uh, Tia Carrere is hot off the heels of Wayne's World 2. Uh, she is about to star in Relic Hunter yep. uh, in about two years. She's going to be in the show Relic Hunter. I loved that show. I forgot about that. No. Yeah, so Relic Hunter, which, you know, Relic Hunter uh, fell in line. There was like that. Trackers uh, was another show that like fell in line with that series. Like there was a few of those shows that I, I used to love those well, shows. You know, because those are reflective of a time when, you know, as if you were into geek genre nerd culture, you had to beg, borrow, and steal whatever you could get. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it, you didn't have a million mm-hmm. streaming services willing to cater to you. You know, you're just like, is Relic Hunter yep. the best? Uh, it's going to have to be good enough because it's what I got. It's going to be good. I mean, it was on like UPN, it was a UPN right? Staple, like, or like Sunday WGN. Night. Yeah, UPN, yeah so like. Night. Locally. Yep. Yeah. So it's not even like it was. He was in the big, you know, the big four yeah. like uh, broadcast channels. It, it was. It was off at that other. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's where is, Hercules and Xena lived too. Right. They were and the Buffy. Prime Time Network yeah. and, and Buffy. Yeah. 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 And that was before the WB uh, took over, mm-hmm. which is uh, the WB took over in the early 2000s because that's when I started working that's for the true. WB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, fun fact about Tia Carrere. Um, my work has these you know, mandatory compliance and like uh, security and stuff like that trainings that we have to do periodically. Uh, and we, we contract with a firm that provides these fun, like animated infographics, uh, and they hire professional actors to voice act. Uh, and she has been a character in several of them so far. Oh my God. That's <laughs> like, amazing. It's, it's usually, it's either her John Lovitz or, uh, <laughs> uh, I can't remember his name, but like something like one of the Saved by the Bell guys, I think. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Maybe. He seems most likely to be the one. I, well, Look considering uh, Dustin Diamond is dead yeah. and uh, Mark Paul Gosler, so it's either Mark Paul Gosler or AC Slater. Those are the only two boys left. I'm pretty on sure that his show. name isn't AC Slater, right? <laughs> no, it is it's Mario Lopez. Nope. No. Mario Lopez. Is, right? Yep. Yeah. Um. Mario Lopez. We're gonna have to look it up. Yeah, now. no. But uh, 
I, you know, as long as, uh, yeah, as Mario Lopez, as long as uh, oh, yeah. Tia Carrere Him. introduces everything, Him. you know, like, hi, this is uh, legal compliance. I'm Tia Carrere, and this is Crucial Todd. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to introduce Tia Carrere at this point. So, like, when I was explaining this movie to Ellen, and I mentioned that it starred Kevin Sorbo and Tia Carrere, she's like, who? Uh, and the only thing I could think of off the top of my head was the Ninjio trainings for Tia Carrere. I totally <laughs> like, forgot about uh, Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, Wayne's World. Yeah, Wayne's World. She was uh, um, in True Lies, also yeah. a great movie. Oh, yeah. That's uh, right. I forgot she was. Yeah, she's, she's, oh, she's she the was the guy. evil archaeologist. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, and then uh, she was also a voice in Lilo and Stitch, which yes, I did not know because she's Hawaiian. Yep. The older sister, yep, right? Yep, the older sister. Yep. And yeah. she's been yeah. in a shit ton of stuff. Like, a right. lot of times it's, you know, a one off part on a on a you know long running show like a family guy or nip tuck or something like that but like she's done a lot of shit yeah i, I can't remember though if tia career also went looney right or if she uh if she didn't i don't i don't know I don't if tia career went crazy to like kevin sorbo crazy or not but uh um that's a i guess hmm. whatever i would like to just think of her as you know, like 1990 to 1999 is all Tia Carrere exists in my mind. And I would really rather not find out otherwise, although I probably will in a few minutes when Caleb's done looking it up. Oh, yes, I'm looking <laughs> it up. I know I'm looking too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well. I, I really hope that's not the case. So so we see, you know, everybody's against Cull, right? You know, he's he's coming in. He's instantly changing all the rules. He's like, no slaves. And the one guy's like, yeah, you can't do that. And he was like, ah, all right, well, uh... Because no the stone tablet says me. so, yeah. Because the stone tablet says so, which is another, like, why? What was the point of it? Like, he could have just been like, you can't do that. Or, like, think of the business or whatever. Like, they, it just felt like the stone tablet was just like, we want to build the stone tablet just so he can break it, mm -hmm. you know, like, because well, it's that metaphorical. Was, that was the payoff and the promise that they did include. So they, so with the fight, sure. the fight with the general, the, you got to beat me with a nobleman's blade, you were saying, like, they didn't, they didn't do a good payoff with that. We didn't get him, you know, beheading him with the barbarian axe or no. any of that stuff. We didn't get a good, we got a promise, but a bad payoff. So I, yeah. this, they decided their promise and payoff, they were going to invest it in the stone tablet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, well, it's just ironic that. Yeah. that Kevin Sorbo ended up doing a movie at this point, which is, I, I don't know if it was ever meant to purposely be like a condemnation of conservatism in general. But I mean, you have right. these, you have this stone tablet laws that we have to follow these no matter what, and you also have, you know, they they bring back the demon even though they have clear signs that they see every single day that it will be the doom of Volusia, right? The mm -hmm, god mm -hmm. left this yep. burning flame, almost as though there's clear signs of climate change, and they completely <laughs> ignore it, in, you know, at service of their own power. I, you know, I maybe I'm I might be projecting onto it. What, what? I, no, I mean, I think I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, like that is a very interesting take. Like I can see Kevin Sorbo sitting back, being like, "You right wing, left wing." <laughs> this this is also PC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Michael, I feel like you and I have probably talked about this at some point over the last five years. But like, this is a, an ongoing problem that I have. That like, it really it it troubles my suspension of disbelief in any kind of like epic adventure like this. Is why the bad guy always wants to just completely ruin the world. Mm -hmm. Like, why yeah. why do you hate life so much? 
Like, well, like you know, these these people were literally summon you know a demon god and re- bringing back hell on earth and instead of going to therapy, you know. and i mean the worst part about this is they always do it under the guise of like i want power but it's like yeah but you're giving it up to this like demonic being Mm -hmm. what do you think when when the demonic being was done he was gonna be like well job done it's all yours kind sir i'm gonna go (laughs) off to demon world or whatever like no that's not gonna happen no like you're there is no scenario in this in which you come out on in power like Like, best case scenario he leaves you as regent of an empty world right yeah pretty much after you know consumed everything yeah yeah and that's you know that is that sort of dumb mentality when you start thinking of these bad villains you're like your motivation like i get the motivation of the one guy being like i should be king mm-hmm. like i want to be king i understand that motivation but when you bring in this this uncontrollable like you know otherworldly creature in tia Carrera, the uh, akavasha mm-hmm. it's like what did you think was going to happen like walk me through your thought process on what you thought this was going to work out it's like, just it doesn't make sense that that storyline is still playing out in film now like we we haven't like gotten over this notion that like you in order to have a, a villain storyline they have to have some greater power that they call and that they can't control i mean even nolan did it with the joker Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's I, you know, literally like the way you just described the scenario is like I'm I'm picturing the you know the underground meeting like I want to hear the clown's plan. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean uh, this this does make me you know this is a super pod hero cast territory but this does make me kind of very grateful for how Thanos turned out because mm-hmm. Thanos toyed with a power that was great mm-hmm. but had a plan mm-hmm. you know he had a, a very clear motivation a very clear plan of like. I'm going to collect the most powerful stones in the galaxy. I'm going to erase half of the galaxy, and then I will rule upon half of that galaxy because people will look upon me as a savior. Like, yeah, he's wrong, mm-hmm. right? He's clearly wrong in not only what he wants to do, but what was going to happen. But his his logic is sound, right? Like, in bad guy logic. It's a lot more sound than resurrect a, a demon serpent lady and hope for the best, you mm-hmm. know, like, which is what these guys did. Uh, so I think, you know, I think that's interesting, you know, uh, of how, how it went. Yeah, so uh, General Talagaro, <laughs> who was played by Thomas Ian Griffith, who I recognized... Um, he was in a lot of things. Uh, you know, he, he was in the karate kid. Um, he was in excessive force. Uh, he's now, uh, but he's Terry silver. He's, uh, the guy in Cobra Kai. He did nothing from 2007 until Cobra Kai. And I just want to believe that like, yeah, he just like, he reached a point where he just didn't need to anymore. And it was just chilling until someone was like, Hey, we need you. You're the only one. It's like, I told him I was done. <laughs> <laughs> Could crawl, you know, puts his gi back on and he's like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Uh, so off, you know, Thomas Ian, you know, he's he's conspiring against uh, Cull. You know, Cull looks like he's he's leading a good world. And we le- we learn uh, or we meet um, uh, Zaretta, who is played by Karina Lombard. Uh, Zaretta is the... Uh, sex worker slave girl that you know he had uh, originally harassed but then is now basically taken a liking to uh and we learn about her and he is all into her and you know we see him trying to be king and one day he's out on a walk 
and uh, we see that a man is being, you know, uh, whipped and kind of tortured in the uh, in the world. And uh, this is a man by the name of Ascalante. And, uh, uh, you know, Conan's like, or Call <laughs> is like, <laughs> what is happening here? Like, why, why are we doing this? And he's like, he dare pray to other gods. And Call's like, ah, that's stupid. Pray to, pray to any gods you want, right? Like, very, very woke of Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I really like Call's rule here. Like, yeah. he's like, yeah, freedom of religion, no slavery, uh, you know, consent, mm-hmm. um, you know, like uh, we're in the right path. This is, this is probably the, the closest to left that Kevin Sorbo ever was. Uh, <laughs> and I appreciate it. Easily. I appreciate it. He's yeah. building the barbarian utopia we all dream of. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, so uh, Escalante is played by uh, the actor Lightfoot, um, who was in, he was in a few things. He, you know, most notably, he was Little Bear in uh, The Indian in the Cupboard. He oh, was oh, the, yeah, the Indian, right. yep. the Native American and that. But he was also Nightwolf in uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Badass. Which awesome. <laughs> but he was also in House of Cards. Uh, he's been in a few. CSI, there's our connection. Yes. Everybody is either in CSI or Law and Order in every movie. There's always somebody who is in one of those two things. Mm-hmm. So there it is. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. He's been in adaptation. He's been in a lot of things. Real, really great, uh, um, you know, indigenous actor. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, Lightfoot. Been in a lot of cool things. So he's, he is, you know, the guy and he was like, oh, Cull's, Cull's down, man. Like, he's he's cool. Like, I dig this. And he's like, all right. And eventually, as the plot thickens, uh, Cull uh, eventually, you know, people start going after Cull, and they do resurrect the Demon Queen in uh, Tia Carrer, our Akavasha. Mm-hmm. It thickens less like a good gravy and more like a a, <laughs> yeah. a, a reduction, like it's a, like a balsamic it reduction. Thicken, yeah. It gets it gets yeah. kind of viscous, but not really thick. Yeah, yeah. It's more like <laughs> it that really gravy does. where you look at it and you're like, I think I did something wrong. <laughs> yeah, I forgot something here. I, I added too much of or not enough of there is, something. There is something terribly wrong here. I, I, yeah. I don't want to serve this to anyone. <laughs> yeah. This is why I make Caleb uh, make all things, because Caleb's an amazing cook. And so I rely on Caleb to do all that stuff. I uh, No, it's great. Like, to the point where, like, when Caleb comes home, uh, from from like cause St. Louis, he lives in St. Louis. Whenever he comes home, he'll like bring me homemade meals because he's like, I know you haven't done this for yourself. Like <laughs> we're, we're, food. we cooked a big meal at my in laws' house, and I brought leftovers to Michael. I was like, you need to eat. You too little. Do what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, so Caleb feeds me uh, when he's home. Uh, <laughs> so so they they go and they resurrect this Akavasha, but it is. It's very important to note that the uh, the slave girl Zaretta does a tarot card reading for Cull. She just always has those cards is, with her too. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she is, is that prepared. girl. Prepared. She, she's really into that woo. She's into that woo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for those of you, that is a reference to Somnium. When you eventually watch that movie, you will uh, get that reference <laughs> coming soon to a film festival near you. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so she does a reading for Cull. And so the very first card that he pulls is the tiger. And uh, coincidentally, people call him Tiger. It's Why his, is this a plot point? It's his family like, signet yeah, or something. Tiger. Well, I yeah, also love that so he had like, that tiger, tiger breastplate immediately available oh yeah like, yep <laughs> and the the high school class yeah. ring and uh tiger they had the yeah. giant banner to hang up in his throne room it's like yeah, like, yeah. they They're were ready laying around they were ready yeah this happens a they lot they just have like an archive of different her- uh heraldic <laughs> animals 
Oh, what did he say? Griffin? What's, no, Griffin, not Griffin. Tiger. Tiger. Oh, shit. <laughs> we got to get the tiger out of storage. <laughs> I had the mullet ready to go. That's a lion. God damn it. I said tiger. <laughs> Haven't you people ever seen a tiger? No, no, we're in indescript country in the desert. Pre-Hyperborea. Where is this supposed to? I've, I've always wondered, like, where are these barbarian movies set? So I you know how in this one's oh, north sorry. of Atlantis. Right. <laughs> Before <laughs> the sinking. This, so Conan takes place after the sinking of Atlantis. Right. Oh. And in the Hyperborean <laughs> age, Cull takes place in the age before that, while Atlantis had not yet sunk. Oh. So, and Cull and, so yeah. and Conan are related, are they not? Isn't that supposed to be the Cull thing? is sometimes called the son of Conan, but that's not. Cull was. Right. I thought he was like before Conan. Conan right. Or something. And, uh, Robert yeah, E. Howard wasn't very clear about the lines of succession yeah he yeah. didn't, have, and I, he I, I didn't do, have reddit back then he didn't have to answer to anybody he didn't have a crown right. to hand to someone and yeah. say hey you're my kid yeah. it also hey, probably was a little bit more difficult when this was supposed to be a conan movie and they're like oh shit now it's not it's really his great great grandfather son right <laughs> <laughs> yeah uncle father son uncle yeah. father son uh yeah, so uh, so Zaretta, you know, pulls the tiger because he's the tiger. Um, the next one she pulls is uh, the kiss, right? Oh, yeah. Is that this the was the, big the next one? Right, right. We have to go back to that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the kiss, uh, and she says like your kingdom will be uh, uh, saved with a kiss or something. Yep. And then what was the third one? I don't remember what um, the third is one it, is was. Is that the uh, Cosby the? No, that's that's later. No, that's that's when they like magically figure out the entire inscription based on like having a third of the snow removed from the, right. the stone. Yes. <laughs> in the, yeah. the island of ice. Oh, yeah. I feel like ah, that's just God, one what, word. What anyway. is, there, there was another thing. You're right. Was it the lovers? Yeah, I mean, it basically just says like, yeah, like you're gonna, yeah. I think it was like the lovers, and then the kiss. It was like you're you're the tiger. You're gonna get your kingdom. Oh look, you've got your kingdom. But it's all going to be because of a kiss, right? And you know, she he he pulls the three cards, but then instantly gets pulled away, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh no!" You know, like she sees the ominous nature in this, and you know, they nobody else does, uh, yeah. And so off he goes. You know, off goes mullet guy to uh, resurrect uh, Tia Carrere, of which they do. Um, it's mullet guy and some other burned up sorcerer guy who they were like, ah, I knew you were skulking around. It's like, well, yes, see, no, I don't even think you? mullet guy was there. Cause that was the part where town and I oh, were he like, wasn't there why yet. would they even, why, why did this even happen? They like met and Bernie guy was like, Hey, I'm going to bring back the evil demon that we all have this burning warning about. And they're like, okay, cool. And yeah. And like, <laughs> like let him do it. They just leave. And then, then Bernie face guy, uh, and, uh, animal face man, resurrect her she comes back and you have Tia Carrere and though there's really no actual need for it you put her in like a red wig yeah which is and you make her unrecognizable easily your biggest probably your biggest actual actor in it actual movie star if you want to right and so she shows Uh, up well uh, we get somebody later though yeah that's true (laughs) yeah yeah we do yeah we do yeah that's true I just like how at, at various times it's entirely unclear if this whole plan was brought about by the general 
mullet guy, uh, or the foppish dude, uh, the cousin, whatever, or if it was entirely uh, Eddie Tudorpole's uh, idea, who, uh, fun fact, was uh, potentially going to replace Johnny Rotten in the Sex Pistols. Uh, apparently, he's a musician, <laughs> too. Oh, interesting. Uh, if, if, like, he showed up and proposed bringing back the demon because he had ulterior motives, but, like, each one of these guys seems like they're vying to be, like, in control of this situation and the one who should be, like... Uh, be you know given the recognition for bringing the witch back, uh, but the 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 other two men are like, well, which I'm going to be the king when she gets rid of Cole, uh, and he's just like, nope, demon lord, let's do this. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I literally <laughs> yeah. think for those which, three plot lines, for those three guys, they went with what the plot line for whichever actor showed up on set first. Yeah, yeah. there was like no direction. <laughs> like, oh, you, you made your call time. You get They're it. Like, you yeah. made it, melty face guy. You're up. We're going with demon <laughs> it, hell. It was really interesting. It's really interesting too because the idea of it too is that they're going to raise the the witch and then get called to marry the witch. Yep. And then what exactly? Like I guess the the idea was to kill him off, but then wouldn't she be queen? So Which she pretty much throws in the like, face why later. Is she, right. I right. think and that like, was Why is she just following along with them anyways? Yeah. Cuz I think that's like the plot that's like no i'm she uses her little bewitching powers on call mm-hmm. yep. mm-hmm. he like mm-hmm. falls heads over heels for her now she's the queen and then and then we get rid of the call then, okay then, <laughs> right. then, then here's here's <laughs> i'm not saying that there was much logic to begin with but here's where it really starts to fall apart though because uh, we already saw cole kills the Go king <laughs> cole becomes the king uh they pretend to kill cole they frame uh what's her zaretta. name uh, zaretta. Uh, zaretta zaretta thank that you was their first uh, but zaretta doesn't get to become king like no, she's right. hunted down and like she's she's gonna <laughs> be gonna, executed. Yeah, exactly. Like, how is that fair? But then they also don't kill Cole, which is like no, because she, villain plot one oh one. She really enjoyed her time with Cole. <laughs> she like, right. she wanted the benefits of taking his throne while still uh still sharing his bed. Yeah, exactly. Fun right. mirror she, to the consent discussion from earlier on. Oh, technically mm-hmm. Cole yeah. way to give it a layer is, I know, right? Because technically, Cull is under a spell that is when true. the demon that is witch true. sleeps with him. Cull is raped. Oh, Akivasha slipping, right. slipping Cull a roofie. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. a magical roofie. That's very interesting. This is extra woke, and uh, and the the two female leads are uh, mixed race. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like man, Kevin Sorbo must have had a bad time on that set. He must have been like, this is. Bullshit. He's like, man, Every God second is of this. dead. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, no, he's not. I get it. Oh, uh, he's, he's got his dead part two, but maybe. Part two, the revenge. Starring Kirk Cameron. I don't know. Like- yeah. God's revenge. God's revenge. God is dead. <laughs> Back from the dead. That's a horror movie I would yeah. watch. Yeah, so so Cull, you know, gets smuggled out of the country uh, at this point because he he sees that there's a plan to to you know uh, assassinate him, usurp him, you know he he ends up going off and kind of fucking off with Lightfoot uh, and you Whoa. know heading out. No, okay, Lightfoot, so I'm sorry because we we are actually, yeah no correct, I don't want to blow over my favorite part. So him and um, what was it like Ford Ford Escalante? That's the whole time <laughs> I'm like this is a car. Yeah. And I said that earlier, <laughs> this is, yeah. Escalante is not a name of a person, it is a make of car. 
they have to save Zaretta because they're going to burn Zaretta for killing the king. Right. Yep. Which goes mm-hmm. to probably my favorite. So first of all, and, and Talon definitely knows this because we've discussed this. The saving grace of this movie for me is the score. I think it is the greatest score. How it can't decide <laughs> if it's like fantasy orchestral or full on 80s full, metal. I freaking yep. yes! love it. That is the best part. Yes, I forgot to bring that up because that's like the Where beginning of the movie. Like it has this like dun 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 dun. It's metal. It's like guitar. I mean, it's it's my favorite. I love it. But that's the part. As you pointed out, the. The, the the heavy metal explosion when the guy's head explodes too yes. <laughs> like it's timed perfectly no, I totally love it yeah so then um and, and the other part that I pointed that I loved is that at this point so in order to make everyone still believe Cole is dead for reasons um I really don't totally know why because he really could have undone the whole thing like hey I'm not dead but it, anyway right so he he puts he, so they have a helmet on him the whole time which I am convinced is so that they can have somebody better at stunts than Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, everything physically he was doing improved greatly. But yep. this all led to the favorite part. So we, they, they're going to burn Cole, right? And Zaretta at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and Cole is laying down in front of Zaretta and they're all going to do the fire. And they're like, you know, today she dies. And he's like, not today. And he does like the backflip thing and stands <laughs> like up. Like the kickflip up. And, and yeah. then the awesome music kicks in. And he starts, <laughs> yes. and I'm just like, see, this, is, this should be the whole movie. They shouldn't talk. It should just be whoever's in that helmet with the helmet on fighting to this music for 45 minutes. And I'm fine. Yes. That could be the whole play runtime. Um, and the guy with the torch trips and falls onto the pyre. Yeah, so we have a little bit of drum. Yeah. I would, yep. They should have just thrown in a Wilhelm because that was free. He goes, Whoa. <laughs> oh, totally. Um, yep. But then they escape. And um, then they go, you know, then they go off gallivanting because they're going to find what the breath, the fetch quest, the fetch quest. Yeah. So now, yeah. So we should bring it back to the D and D part. So now they've gotten there. We exactly. Cannot, they're, they're... We we cannot skip over the fact that this is where we get Harvey Firestein. Right. That's what we're getting to next, right? Because <laughs> yeah. now they go. Yes. Oh, Carl! It's so good to see you. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like. Here in this ancient fantasy land. <laughs> the, he almost you know, I, salvaged the second half of the movie for me. He almost did. Almost. Like, it was very interesting because he, you know, clearly is brought in because it was like, it, this is like cameo level, right? Yeah. Like Harvey Firestein being in this is cameo level, mm-hmm. like cameo level comic relief uh, to a degree. <laughs> But I just think it's funny that like we introduce him, you know, and he's like, oh, here I am. Like, hey, old buddy. And we're like, but who the fuck are you? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> like, what do you mean, old buddy? Last time, the only time I ever saw Cull not be in this kingdom, he was getting his ass kicked in a little pond. Like, yeah. I, wh- who are you? Who is Cull even? Who is Cull? None of that matters. Like, how does he know anybody? None of that what matters, has he done? Like, right. Yeah. I'll give yep, you one more. Why is, is making jokes? Why, Why is, Why is <laughs> Do you one better? Uh, great. Uh, yeah, Harvey Firestein also, you know, the height of the career, 99. Mm-hmm. This is what? Independence Day is uh, just shortly after that. I mean, just Harvey Firestein existing right. is mm-hmm. great. Yes. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, and so off they go on this quest, right? This is their fetch quest. Yeah. As you guys, you know, mentioned, they're off to find... The ice breath. The, what what yeah, was breath, it like? Uh, uh, because that's gonna yeah. Yeah, breath of Volca. Breath of Volca is going to quench the uh, the fire that this other demon god has uh, started. Yep. 
Um, and uh, so off they go with that. But Harvey Firestein, he uh, Juba, he yeah. he backstabs him, mm. right? And Cole saw mm. it coming, which is great. I mean, he, totally he did. He he made him test all the yeah. food. Good on yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Good on he had him. some instinct there. Cole, why would I? Why would I poison you, pal? You know, <laughs> it was drugged, not poisoned. <laughs> Cole knows exactly which friends not to trust. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to a that's point. Good. good on that's him. That's a valuable I mean, skill in life. Yeah. <laughs> I, especially if your job title is barbarian, I feel like that's a very good. barbarian on your and taxes. The funny thing is, that's... don't they kind of imply like, wasn't he like? one of Cole's slavers? I don't know. I got the impression that at some point he was one of the guys whipping Cole. I I don't know. There was implied that he maybe was a slave on one of Zuba's ship or Juba's ships. Like he like they're like, well you you remember how to row. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Right. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was very implicative that they had a very strained relationship from from the get go. Yeah. Uh yeah, so so to kind of jump forward a little bit, you know, we're we're going to talk about the whole Zaretta uh, ice thing. Yes. So so they <laughs> they finally get to this ice castle, you know, they finally get to the thing in Zaretta. You know, they're 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 seeing that it's like near impossible to get into this place, right? Because everybody that does gets frozen. You know, uh, Escalante tries to to go into this area and ends up getting frozen, and they have to pull him out and heat him up really yeah. quick. Uh, and Zaretta ends up going in because woman. Yep. Um, not only that, but like yeah. she strips down to like just a skirt. Yes, because right. Volca that's was like Volca is the good god, but yeah. he still wants to see the woman topless before he'll give her any of right, the, right. the magical yeah. breath. Right. <laughs> right. Such I am sleaze. generous if for some boobies. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, yeah. So off she goes, and uh, you know she you know, praise to, to the God. And, you know, it's just, it's the giant, uh, all Mac statue face, you know, it's the giant, uh, uh head. And, uh, eventually she sucks up all the cold yep. passes out, you know, they run off and warm her up and she's like, you know, the breath of Volca. Uh, and you know, he's like, ah, aha, I, we're, we're implying something. I get yep. it. Mm-hmm. We're foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but just then, uh, mullet comes comes crashing into the party because he had been following him in, yeah. and we get our chance for a rematch battle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where Cole is going to prove that he is a better fighter. Mm, he yeah. once again gets his ass kicked, <laughs> and yeah. it's the worst. Like, this was like watching two grown men like slap fight each yeah. other. Like, that's how terrible this fight scene was because they just looked like neither of them really knew how to even hold the sword. It was pretty embarrassing. And, of course, there's the, like, I see you still haven't mastered a nobleman's blade, Barb. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, I'm not sure you have either. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's been, like, two days. Like, yeah, I haven't had time you know, to when practice. Did, when did I work a that little in? Busy. met me a day ago. <laughs> yeah, a little busy. Well, that's the funny yeah. thing is the way he, he bested Cole so completely... I'm like, what's with all the cloak and dagger shit? If all you have to do is stab the king and you become the king, do that. Yeah, (laughs) this is it. Just just walk up and yeah, like yeah, I yeah, I don't know why this just wasn't an open challenge, you know, day one. But it's it's Scott Evil. I have a sword. It's in my room. We can go. We'll stab. (laughs) I have a gun right now. (laughs) Yeah, because it wasn't written on the big stone tablet. Right. 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 It's the rules. Them's them's the rules. Oh my god. Uh, Yeah. So they have their big battle, uh, and you know, uh, mullet guide sees that like, oh, Zaretta is taking in the breath of Vulcan. Like, I'm gonna kill her. 
I'm going to bring her back to uh, Akavasha, who is going to, you know, kill her. And then now you have nothing to stop her um, because now I'm relying on Akavasha and not just me wanting to, you know, take over the throne. And so he steals Zaretta. It's now left to uh, to Ascalante and Cull and off they go back uh, to storm into the castle, yeah. and we have our our final fight scene. Right, right. this is this is the co- confrontation, um, and this is where we get the payoff of the uh, the prediction from earlier about your your kingdom will be sealed with a kiss. And again, this is the dumbest way I've ever seen a bad guy mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. offed. Yeah. So, you know, we have our battle, you know, eventually mullet guy gets killed. Ascalante gets killed because of course he does. Uh, God forbid, you know, the side character should ever make it to the end of a movie. Right. Uh, you know, so he he's dead. Cull finally, you know, sees Zaretta who who was thrown into the throes with the, uh, the, the burning demon. Now she's just full on demon at this point. Mm-hmm. And so she's burning demon and she's like, ah, the cold, it's negating each other and they're in this epic yeah. battle. And, you know, eventually she gets pulled off and Cull, uh, you know, she says like your kingdom sealed with a kiss and Cull's like a kiss. And so he kisses Zaretta, sucks up the breath of Volca <laughs> And then to defeat the evil <laughs> the demon, the grossest gives her a big old ever. wet kiss, <laughs> and like ends up spitting out a piece of like rotten flesh from from yeah. the the demon. Yeah, he, he spits, <laughs> he bites her tongue off on top of it, and then spits it out. Mm-hmm. Oh. What a like what an anticlimactic like boring way to like fight off a big demon. Like at least with spoilers, at least with Conan, like he rips the horn off of the guy, and he stabs him in the head and like it's a whole ordeal. You know, you think of all the other battles that Conan has, you know, it's like battles. Like he is he is like torn to shreds in most of these things and Cole doesn't even fight the demon. Doesn't even fight the demon. All he does is kiss her. I mean, Akivasha is hanging out for like 20 minutes in that fire, basically being like, just you wait till I get real powerful. Right. <laughs> right. Like, this is a perfect you- example of the of, of bringing it back to Dungeons and Dragons. You know, the you, you're doing your big, bad, evil, evil uh, villain fight, and the DM forgets that they can move around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just yeah. leaves them stuck <laughs> in the middle of the room so everyone can pound on them. Yeah. And uh, doesn't doesn't quite... <laughs> take advantage of all the different tools at their disposal. Oh my God. No, like, just going to hang out I, in Pillar. What is Akibasha's uh, like movement speed? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, guys, it's late. You know, I got to go to work tomorrow. Can we wrap this fight up? Okay, you, you yeah, kiss okay. her. <laughs> yeah, the, the breath of Volca wipes her out. Now you're king. Oh boy. Go home. Yeah, that's a great way to <laughs> And that's... And, <laughs> and that's uh, that's how our big fight ends. So the demon is frozen and destroyed. Mullet guy is dead. The other usurpers are dead. Cull is alive. Zaretta is alive. You know, we get the end of the movie where he's like, you know, eh, you know, we're gonna for real, you know, do a coronation this time. And uh, Cull is going to be king, and, and the kingdom is happy, yet nobody sounds happy. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like when everyone's cheering, they're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I swear, and someone was booing. Cheer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was saying boo words. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was, and nobody seemed happy at all. Like it was just like sound wise, it wasn't no cheers. They were just like, bah, bah, uh, I guess. Didn't we just do this like four days ago? Yeah, yeah they were cheering with all the enthusiasm of Kevin Sorbo's acting. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> <Got him. laughs> 
<laughs> and we get our big moment of the tablet. So, you know, we, we did mention before about the big battle. So, you know, Zaretta is being held by mullet guy and, you know, he drops the sword and picks up a battle ax and swipes yep. at it. And again, that's one thing where it looks like he's going to lop the guy's head off. Oh my God. That would have been badass. ducks and he ends up hitting him in like the stomach. Like mm. it was just the weird, it was just like the most awkward scene because he swings really high mm-hmm. And then it hits really low, and it was just like, wait, what is happening here? But I, I guarantee that's a PG-13 thing where they're like, no, you can't cut off his head. Uh, right, yeah. Where they were like, no, no, no. Yep. Uh, so they changed it last minute. Uh, yeah, so, so you know, yay, the kingdom. Cull has his axe, and he's back. He's going to marry Zaretta. And, uh, you know, and then he was like, all the slaves are free. And the one guy's like, no, 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 the tablet. Well, yes, and he's like, the, hey, um, fuck your tablet. The, uh, the, the as royal eunuch. And I, like, yes. I yes. down, I'm like, that's the position everyone's fighting for. No, I want to be a royal right, eunuch right. because apparently I can tell kings to fuck off. <laughs> right. I can read the wall. And so off he goes. <laughs> He'd be like, no, no, no. I, I dust this tablet at least once a week. Exactly. Uh, and off he goes and he s- uses his axe and smashes the tablet and hooray and the kingdom rejoiced. And royal eunuch is <laughs> sad because no Yay. Yay. Yeah, and cue the heavy metal yep. music and and film. I do love the moment where he's like, "If you want to be king, come and take the crown from me." <laughs> Just like hands it to him. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> he's like, I don't you literally know. Literally, just yeah. destroyed our entire economic system. All of our laws are gone. You right. keep, keep your keep your crown. I, that our, was our trade agreement. Yeah, our key export was <laughs> so slaves, much was like, tied into our, that, you dumb, dumb barbarian. And I'm not even a royal eunuch anymore. I've just become a right. I, I just, there is that moment where he was like going through and talking to some of the slaves and he was like, well, where are you from? And the guy was like, fucking here, yeah, dude. That. I was born in this I kingdom, really but I'm a slave. It. And he's like, oh, yeah, he was like, well, do you want to go home? And he's like, no, I like it here. He's like, and he was I like, guess oh, we'll, we'll pay you right. a fair wage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, because like there is going to be, you know, like, yes, no slavery, but there are going to be those moments where he frees the slaves and they're going to be like, fucking now what though? <laughs> like, I, mean, actually, I am literally homeless now. You know, not to get too, historically, that is one of the struggles of cultures that do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, what, what place do I they have, have now? no system in yeah. place. You, you yeah. Have to create a and it's like, well, what do I do? Throw me out yeah. There. I yeah. Mean, that's that ultimately was... a better problem than human servitude, for sure. but yeah. for sure. Still, yeah. but it was funny Still to just a different problem, right? A movie, not unless you handle it the way it. America did. <laughs> yeah, we perfect <laughs> yeah. template for it, really. Yikes. <laughs> you know, I mean, at least, at least we had some semblance of reparations for a while sort of, yeah. I mean, there, well, there, so there for was like a, plan. a minute there was a plan but then when somebody there was needed a to be president he said yeah i'll take all the troops out of the south and then the whole plan went out the window yeah and then it all went to shit yeah yep. pretty much uh america this the movie yeah. uh you, you'll we had a plan their, and then it all went to yeah, shit america will <laughs> provide you with their template for uh, a post-slavery world when it's done <laughs> when they yes. completed the yeah. template yeah they yeah, will yeah. It we'll, we'll let you know one yeah. day yeah one day uh yeah so call the conqueror s- somehow related to conan uh you if you squint a little yeah. you know maybe um you know it's <laughs> it's in the swords and sorcery uh genre mm-hmm. uh so you know the question we always ask at the end of every movie is should you watch this movie uh, no uh, oh man what do you guys think should somebody watch this movie? I guess it would, I would for me it would depend upon the condition with which you watched it. You know, <laughs> it's I 
it can be a blast to watch in a certain if you're just talking for pure cinematic value, I'm a no. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking for yeah, sure. a good time with drinks and friends? Maybe. Yeah. I've certainly think, enjoyed talking about it. Yeah, I think I think if all four of us had been in the room at the same time, it would have been far more enjoyable. Um oh, so oh, it's yeah. definitely oh, one yes. of those. It's one of those. And we I think everybody understands. Like it's one of those movies where you can, if you want to like mystery science theater 3000 it you know like as you're sitting with your friends yeah. it's ideal for that so mm-hmm. yes watch it but yeah do not i think it's 100 percent rift you not watch it if you plan on being entertained <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah I don't know if it's so, that, i wouldn't suggest that um hey don't don't put up watch again. it at a particularly uh, low point in your life it will no. help yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get much much lower <laughs> Yeah, I um, I guess no. Don't watch it. I, it's, I, Put I mean, up it against some of the others it. that we've watched. This was far from the worst sword and sorcery film that we've seen. Correct. But let me tell you, the the like the bar for quality on those is not high. So like, this, like it kind of gently like more like trips over the bar on the ground rather than steps over it. Well, for sure. um, yeah. But I mean, the scene where she like basically lights the guy on fire from the inside out and shoves him out yes, a window. That that's weird. hilarious. But like like you said, if you can just find a gif of that and just watch it on repeat, <laughs> like that's all that you need to to get any enjoyment out of this film. Well, watch it. To uh, the I'm score. a no as well. Watch it on repeat to the the. The score from yes. the Conqueror. To the score, to, yeah. Play White Snake in the background and mm-hmm. watch that gif. And you figured yeah. it out. Yeah, I, 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 I can't find an opportunity aside from you're going to sit there and riff tracks it. Yeah. I, I cannot find an opportunity where this movie is worth a watch, especially because it is not streaming for free anywhere. No. Which, and that's the other, I think the big thing is it's not even worth the $4 that it cost to rent. Right. Yeah, it was, uh, oh, absolutely I mean, it was not. on Netflix for the longest time. That's why I assume I kind of just assumed it would still be there, but no, it was not. Yeah. No, did have to be rented. Uh, yeah, it's not worth a rent, but if it ever pops up onto a streaming site, get some friends together and just shit on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, you know, it's a sh- I mean, it's a short movie. Like if you go so. to the thrift yeah. store and it's like a dollar, the DVD <laughs> right. must be there. It's got to be one of those ones. There has to be that and like that Beverly Hillbillies movie that came out. It's got to be right <laughs> next to it. Oh my god, Michael! You you correctly point out that it's a short movie. It's yes. roughly an hour and a half. But like, I got to the forty five minute mark and I paused it to do something, and I was like, I don't understand how there could possibly be forty five minutes left of this film. <laughs> right? It never properly it, starts, so they can go on forever. It also you never properly ends. That's true. <laughs> I, it's you know, it is very middle. interesting. <laughs> that, it is very interesting, though, that we go through the whole movie with Cull as our main hero and we learn absolutely no, nothing about off. him nope. but to to fairness you know aside from you know if we if you were to only watch Conan the Destroyer yep. and not the Barbarian you would also think that same thing right. because Conan the Destroyer there is no backstory for Conan it's just like hey you're strong do you want to go fuck up this alligator guy and he's like whatevs and he's like here's this hot girl <laughs> yeah. cool you know, let's do it. Yeah. And like, we'll give you a crown afterwards. Great. You know, like Conan the Barbarian, you know, the, the majority of the movie is is great backstory, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. dramatic backstory. You know, James Earl Jones beheads your, you know, beheads your mom and then you're a slave and you're building up just to go fight him. And then uh, maybe you fight some snake instead. Didn't you he know, used like, to pick uh, wild blueberries with his father? <laughs> is that, is that, <laughs> something. Something. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> it's exactly that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So as as swords and sorcery, sword and sorcery films go, no, this is terrible. <laughs> go watch the Conan movies instead. Go play God of War Ragnarok uh, or God of War. It's just great. Hell, Get your watch great, Beastmaster. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Get your friends together and play some fucking D and D. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Make a barbarian story that's even better on your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you probably did. You probably will. will. Yeah. 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 It would not be had, difficult. Would not be. Difficult. I had a barbarian <laughs> character on accident that was more interesting than Cole. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it later. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. So, uh, Call the Conqueror, uh, for those of you that watch movies after we review them, it is available. You have to rent it. Uh, you know, our, our suggestion is is kind of a four out of four don't. Uh, but, you know, if if you're feeling squirrely for some reason, uh, go rent it. It's on every other platform in the world. Uh, definitely head out there and do that. Uh, Josh and Talon, thank you guys so much for for joining us sure. on this episode. We super appreciate well, it. Oh, my gosh. Thank us. you so much for having us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Any opportunity to get together with friends and shit on movies is a great day. Uh, yeah, we're available. I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> no, I am. no, yeah. no. Someday yeah. we should we should do a good one. Well, yeah, yes, yes. we we will. We yeah, we'll bring you back for hey, when the new Dungeons and Dragons movie comes oh, out, yeah, we'll we bring you back for that, for that one. That. There's so many things. I, I'm I'm yeah. I'm hopeful. I'm cautiously yeah. optimistic. Well, it's the guys who did I Game mean, Night. And Game Night was a, a good really fun movie. So. I'm yeah. not sure it can be worse than the original. No, so, like, if that's exactly. where we're starting yeah. from, then, like... Yeah, for sure. We're off maybe. to a good start. Yeah. Yeah. It falls in that <laughs> tradition, though, of those really, really, really bad genre-specific films that have a good actor as the villain who just yeah. chews the scenery and makes Jeremy it worth it. Irons. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Irons. Just, you got Raul Julia in yes. Street yep. Fighter. Yep. Yep. You know, it's just... Like, watch it for it's, this It's guy. an honorable yeah. tradition. Aside from that, mm-hmm. though, no, it's, it's shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, is, I had one yeah. other thing uh, I, I wanted to bring up, and it's Kevin Sorbo oh. adjacent. So very quickly. Okay. Um, last yes. summer, I think, I, I believe it was last summer, uh, Auburn Drive-In had, um, they did uh, uh, Evil Dead Night, right? Okay. It was for the okay. anniversary, so you had to buy tickets in advance, and you went there, and they actually were just going to do Evil Dead. But uh, Bruce Campbell was there, and Bruce Campbell did oh. like a 45, he did about an hour. Um, just Q and A, right? And telling Neat. anecdotes and stories, Amazing. and um, so that was really the reason I went. Super excited! I love Bruce Campbell. I watch anything with Bruce Campbell in it. I, I Zena and, and Hercules <laughs> had Italicus, so he was there. Yeah, um, well, because Ramy, yeah, he was great. Yeah, so he was talking about um, all his years in the business, right? Because we were real close to him. It was a really cool deal. Um, and he's talking about all his years in the business and he goes, and you know, everybody they're all these actors, they're just people. I don't have anything, you know, I really, I can't say too many bad things about too many people that I've worked with. And someone yells out Kevin Sorbo and he goes, ah, Kevin Sorbo's, he's a hell of a putter. That was the only thing he could say about <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. He goes, next set of questions. Let's move on. <laughs> that is brilliant. Is, he is so nice. Um, and a you know, yeah. side note, what was really cool is then you went, and the Auburn Drive-In has the original speakers, right? Like oh. The kind that would hang oh, in your window. Oh, you put on the car. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yep. Then they played the original Evil Dead, and you could actually hang. I'm like, this probably played the original Evil Dead. And I'm listening yeah. to the <laughs> right. on it. It was pretty cool. But that was the best part. That's, that's awesome. Cool. I'm a putter. And let's talk about something else. So, that is that that's great. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Uh, good old good old Bruce yeah, Campbell. Awesome. Uh, yeah, 
So uh, if if people wanted to find you guys outside of listening to your podcast, The Fourth Pillar of Play, as they should already uh, be subscribed to, uh, wh- how how can they find you on the internet, or do you want to be found? Where where can they go? Absolutely, <laughs> um, you can find our we are we've got our website set up at www.fourthpillarofplay.com, and as we've discussed already on uh, some of our recordings, that our big cross to bear with that is going to be that it's Fourth Pillar of Play spelled out, yep. oh. not with a number. Yeah. So, yep, yep. Um, and you can also find the fourth pillar of play on Instagram at, at fourth pillar of play and at Twitter at four pillar play. And that one, unfortunately, we did have to use the number because of Twitter character limits as so as long as we stay on Twitter, depending on how things right, move for forward in the month, future. Right. Add the, the word. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, you can add those extra words. Yeah, but there's yeah, links we to all of our those. social medias on on the website yeah, at, at www.fourthpillarofplay.com. So I don't have actual Twitter yet. I'm, I didn't have one, and now I'm in this position. Like I kind of have one, but I'm like now I'm in a position of do I want one? So I don't have anything to provide. Yeah, at the I moment. would wait it yeah. out. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I'm, I've got mine, you know, I use, I use, you know, frequently, mm-hmm. but, uh, I'm just going to kind of wait it out until I, you know, until the inevitable of Elon getting bored and either just selling it or just passing it off to somebody else who will actually do something right, actually with it. Know so, how to run it yeah. Uh, yeah. Who actually knows what to do. Yeah. Who wasn't uh, legally bound to purchase uh, the site after he was like, maybe I'll buy it. Wink, wink. I'll sign this form. Mm. Oh shit. No, I have to actually do it now. No, no. take backsies. And I love oh, that okay. guy has yeah. lawyers. I guess I'll you know do that. I mean? It's like he has lawyers right. and he still was like, shit. Right. And he still lost and had to buy yeah, that thing lovely. for That's $44 billion. Yeah. Uh, absolutely yeah. great. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so there it is, everyone. Thanks all for listening. Thanks a lot for joining us. And you know, if you have not hit that subscribe button on this podcast, make sure to do so. We have brand new episodes every Thursday and Friday. Uh, we have bonus episodes every Thursday talking about you know pop culture and entertainment. And then uh, every Sunday, did I say Thursday and Friday? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but... It's it's been a few years, and I should know the you answer. You probably to that. should know when our show comes out. I have no idea. That's why you should subscribe because I clearly don't know. And if you subscribed, you would then know because your phone would tell you. That's true. It's true. So thanks a lot for joining us. And as always, make sure to share with 100,000 of your closest Call the Conquerors. And they too will go extinguish the eternal demonic flame of their enemies with an icy kiss. As you do. As you do. do. (laughs) Thanks a lot for joining us, everybody. We will see you next time.